This program has been paid for all or in part by the host, and KSEV is not responsible for its content and or products or services offered. Welcome to Frankly Talking every Friday at 6 p.m. here at 700 a.m. KSEV, the voice of Texas. Like and follow Frank on Facebook.com slash Frankly Talking. Here is your host, Frank Spagnoletti. Hey, 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 it's Friday night, and uh, we're coming up on the big ho-ho day on uh, uh, on uh, another week or so. So uh, we're here tonight on Friday night, and we're going to have some subjects to talk about. We got a full uh, studio tonight. We got uh, Mauricio back. We got Daisy here. We got uh, we got we got Mike. Francis Riley. Uh, Francis Riley. Sorry, we got Francis Riley, and I think I. I think I'm here too. <laughs> Man, it's crazy this season. You know, it's just crazy. Particularly, you know, as you all know, I'm a lawyer, but it just gets crazier and crazier because this is a season of elections and uh you probably say what elections are you talking about frankly talking i this the elections i'm talking about are local elections march 22nd they're primary elections for the local judiciary and other things uh heck for all the uh statewide uh offices as well and that's like you know right after christmas it's like 90 days away not even. So, uh, you know, uh, this is a very busy time uh, from characters like me, but uh, I am here tonight to talk to you. Even if I don't have full energy, I'm going to give you my best shot. And one of the things I wanted to mention to you is, let's talk about some of those elections. One of those elections is for Attorney General in the state of Texas. A very important position. Uh, I had the opportunity this week uh, to visit with uh, Eva Guzman, who's running for uh, Attorney General. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, she's a very interesting, uh, interesting person with a great resume, f- former Supreme Court Justice. Uh, and that's, yeah, Supreme Court Justice, and not in the United States, but of the state of Texas. Um, uh, former ju- uh, judge in Harris County. Uh, <clears throat> husband has a police officer background. And so that's going to be a hotly contested, uh, contested race. Now, I know that our current attorney general, uh, you know, many of you may like him. Uh, I don't have anything particularly against him. Uh, I don't. Uh, my my view is uh, though I, you know it's it's he's got a difficult position because I'm concerned that the uh, uh, the opposition uh, and I don't mean fellow Republicans that are running in the primary. Uh, I mean others are uh, are going to uh, try and. Uh, and uh, attack him because of, you know, that outstanding indictment he has, and who knows, and then there's also a federal investigation going on. So <clears throat> it, I want you to think long and hard about who you might want to have as attorney general of the state of Texas. You know, you got Bush running. Uh, what do they call that Bush? I already called the W. Shrub. What, what, what's this Bush called? What's his name? Uh, you know his name. Well, I don't really know his name, but the point is he's running. Uh, and I think uh, because of name recognition, you know, he's out there. Uh, <clears throat> but Eva Guzman is worth a look. And she's, uh, she's a conservative. Uh, she believes in the principles of uh, uh, make America great again. She believes in the principles. She's, from, uh, she's obviously Hispanic. She's conservative. She has uh, contacts in South Texas, obviously, uh, because uh, you know of the situ- of her situation, and uh, she has run for a statewide office before for uh, Texas Supreme Court. So I urge you to carefully evaluate uh, 
if you're voting in the uh, Republican primary, the candidates, uh, it's George P. Bush, sorry. There's so many George Bushes, I get confused. Uh, but this is George P. Uh, and so uh, I don't have anything against him particularly either. I don't know really that much about him. But I can tell you that uh, I spent time with Eva, and uh, she's worth a consideration by y'all. I'm not, <clears throat> you can call me and talk to me about this subject. Uh, but, you know, it's something that's very important for the state because this is the chief uh, kind of law enforcement officer. She's about a strong border. She's about enforcing the laws. She's about stopping uh, the immigration, uh, migration, whatever you want to call it, uh, open border in the South. <clears throat> so what I'm telling you is take a look at her and, uh, and then uh, make your choice wisely. If you want to know more about her, you can uh, check her out on her website. Uh, but she's a delightful, extremely intelligent uh, extremely eloquent person, and she would uh, represent the state just fine. Uh, I, like I said, I got no particular problem with the current attorney general, uh, but, you know, you should look at all the candidates. All right, let's move to another subject that might be a little more interesting uh, to some of y'all. Uh, I, I, I was reflecting on a couple of things this uh, week, and, uh, you know, I, I came across something which was put out by the state of New Jersey. And, you know, you say, Frank, frankly, talking, why are you reading about New Jersey? It really wasn't about New Jersey, but it, it was on a subject matter that I really am keen to explore, and I have been keen to explore. Uh, apparently, the Governor Murphy of New Jersey, right? He's a Democratic governor. He barely won this last uh, election that we saw recently. But it's, this is from the state of New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness. Okay? It's a Democratic, it was mostly Democratic state, but, you know, New Jersey's a funny place. You know, they, they sometimes vote Republican, as you know. Uh, but they put out a article or a bulletin, and I've been talking about this subject with regard to the whole country, and we're going to expand it to that, but they, as a democratic state, put out the following bulletin. Psychological operations leveraged against the U.S. allies amid COVID-19 pandemic. Analysis Psychological operations leveraged against U.S. allies allies amid COVID-19 pandemic. And then it talks about counterterrorism. <coughs> and, <coughs> excuse me, I have a little bit of a, a cold. Maybe it's the Omiracon. <laughs> Maybe it's, oh no, I call it Omiracon because it's the Omnicon. It's the biggest con. We're going to talk about that too. And when I say con, I don't mean the microphone on a submarine. I'm talking about a swindle, okay? But we'll talk about that in the middle minute. S uh, several near-peer competitors of, the, of countries are leveraging the COVID-19 pandemic to conduct psychological operations against Western nations to undermine U.S. and European credibility, both international, domestic, internationally and globally. Near-peer countries in the great power competition, including China and Russia, are attempting to sow anti-U.S. sentiments using disinformation via mediums to alter views of international governments and individuals. Psychological operations target audiences with selective information to influence their emotions and objective reasoning. Uh, and then they go on and they talk about over the last few weeks, Chinese propaganda has focused on highlighting the country's international response to disease, 
stating health workers are on the front lines trying to save humanity, as well as promoting stories about the shortcomings of the United States and European Union. This is in addition to several uh, considerations of China's superiority and, 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 and their diplomats and senior representatives, which have promoted conspiracy theory, theories over social media that the U.S. Army brought COVID-19 to China, and where the disease may have started in Italy. On March 30th, uh, Ruisa al-Yaoum, an Arabic version of the Russia Today, published several anti-U.S. and European stories focused on Western attempts to control financial markets and the oil industry. The publication also contained an opinion piece discussing NATO's attempts to discredit Russia's diplomatic response to assist with the coronavirus-related activities in Italy. On March 23, Russian news agencies reported only, this is of this year, only 367 cases of COVID infection across the country despite a population of 146 million people bordering two epicenters of the disease, Asia and Europe. However, over the last week, one open source reporting indicated that patients are overloading hospitals across Russia, and Moscow's mayor reported the official numbers were wrong. Uh, <clears throat> the problem, the thing is, what's shocking to me is that this is the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security putting out this bulletin, and what I'm telling you is. My listeners here on Frankly Talking have been talking about this PSYOPs operation against the United States for probably a year, okay? The whole COVID thing is part of this operation against the United States. This whole Americon thing, don't you see, don't you hear the drums rolling? I mean, the drums are beating, we're coming into an election year of 2022. We need a health crisis in order to not stifle, in order to stifle people going to the polls. We hear this. We hear in order to try to to dis, uh, distract from the absolute absurdity of the policies that I don't even know that the United States has any policies anymore. Uh, I read today where you know the Iranian uh, talk, nuclear weapons talks are going bad. Gee, that's a surprise. I mean, you seem like a weak, feckless country, and then you think that you're going to be able to negotiate with a ruthless, medieval kind of dictatorship? I mean, you got to be kidding me. They couldn't deal with the Taliban. How are they going to deal with the Iranians? Anyway, give me a call at 281-558-5738. Let me know what's on your mind. We're going to do a break. Anyway... Your home team for conservative talk radio. KSEV 700 AM, the voice of Texas. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Can you believe it's been over a quarter of a century that you have helped provide Christmas for thousands upon thousands of children with disabilities in the Be an Angel Christmas program? Without you, the KSEV listeners, literally, these children would have a very bleak Christmas. Our volunteers are in the midst of shopping now, knowing that we can count on you. Please send your check. Make your donations today at beanangel.org. And to you and your family from ours, Merry Christmas and God bless. Hi, this is Mike Calvert with Noble Foundation Repair. The most important thing about your home is the strength of your foundation. If you're seeing cracks in your sheetrocks and doors sticking, you may have foundation problems. Call me at Noble Foundation Repair, 832-515-3581. We use the original Permapile system that gives you a lifetime transferable warranty. Call us at 832-515-3581 for a free estimate or to the website, Noble Foundation Repair. SEPCO Septic Service reminds listeners that another holiday season is right around the corner, but for many it may turn out to be a less than joyous one. Open your hearts to the less fortunate by dropping off a toy at one of the Toys for Joy drop-off points around town. 
SEPCO Septic Service, serving our community with pride and integrity. For expert septic service, call the pros you can depend on at 281-351-7411. 281-351-7411. That's SEPCO Septic Service, on the air because they care. From annual checkups to managing chronic conditions, taking care of your health should always be a priority. At Houston Methodist, our primary care doctors are available to provide personalized care for you and your family safely. We offer a variety of convenient ways to get care from us, from same-day sick visits to extended hours at select locations. And we are taking every precaution to keep you safe during your visit. Choose your doctor or schedule online at houstonmethodist.org slash stay healthy. Veteran who served offshore of the Republic of Vietnam between 1962 and 1975? Blue Water Navy veterans and their family members may now qualify for compensation and survivor benefits for health conditions linked to herbicide exposure such as Agent Orange. To learn more, call 1 800 749 8387 or go to va.gov and search Blue Water Navy. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show. I used to live down the dial a couple of notches during this time period in the morning, but I think I found a new home, and it's why I'm going to tune in. You gave them some very tough questions, you know, some of the toughest questions that I've heard an interviewer give a seasoned politician like that. And just like all seasoned politicians, before they answer the question, they run interference. The Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stevie. Stevie Wonder back there. Yeah. It frowns. Gee, my life's a funny thing. Am I still too young? You kissed the woman there. She <laughs> took his ring, took his babies. It took him minutes, took her nowhere. Heaven knows she's a taken in a thing. I can't sing. She was a young American. Young American. Young American. The young American. She was a young American. Okay, see. Oh, man. <laughs> it's tough to get old. Anyway, here's the, here's the deal. I just mentioned some of this, and I just said it on Facebook. This is all This is all an attempt to destroy the United States, as you know, and to build it back as a different country with a different system of government with a more centralized control in Washington, D.C., dictatorial regime. No longer decentralized into the states, no longer decentralized into the individual. And this is the problem. I mean, we've had this debate. I mean, I don't understand. People should see this, and I think they are seeing it. To be honest with you, I think they are seeing it. But I said it a long time ago. I'm talking long before the election. Last year, the year, whatever year it was, long before all that, when I was even at the end of talking with uh, talking with Tony uh, and Frank, I said that this whole process was about erasing the identity of the individual, erasing it, erasing it. That's what the masks are about. That's what the masks were about. That's what because I said then. It's like when they put habits on nuns in the Catholic Church. They erase their individuality when they basically uh, put the hijab on women in the Muslim countries. They erase their individuality. They erase their identity as persons. Therefore, they become part of a collective. This whole concept of wearing these masks They've been doing it in China for various, because of pollution, they say, in years, for years. But it's a, they don't believe in the, in the individual. 
In China, for instance, they went after that guy, Ma, who was head of Alibaba, you know, and he was riding high and opened open Alibaba on the stock exchange. He made some comment about the government, and they basically sent him away for months to some reinstitution, re, re, reindoctrination camp. And the point is, that system may work for them, but 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 the point, but that's not the, but that doesn't need to be imposed on the United States because the strength of America has always been in the ideas and creativity of the individual, and and this country is based on principles of in God we trust, and I mean I'm not here to be your Sunday preacher, but I will tell you. That at least under the Judeo-Christian tradition, in the which is part, part of the United States of America's history, the emphasis was on the individual, the individual's right to either choose or not choose, to either choose to do good or choose to do bad, and the image and 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 and, and they were not made in the individuals in the image of the state, they were made in the image of God. Individuals, humans are not made in the image of the state. They are not ants and functionaries of the state. They are not workers for the state collective. This is the basic premise that we are seeing trying to be implemented into the United States when they talk about build back better. It's all about remaking the United States so that there's no longer the emphasis on the individual. So no longer the emphasis on individual entrepreneurship. So no longer the emphasis on the creativity of the individual. You are to work in terms of the betterment of the of the group. And everything is about the group, and the group decides what is right, what's wrong. And we've seen this go further than I've ever seen it in my life. What do you have to say about that, Francis? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, America is built on entrepreneurs, it's built on individuality, it's built on uh, uh, self-responsibility. And that's taught in the Judeo-Christian roots that, that you know, if you want to change your world, change yourself. Not, not, not blame society or try to change the, the, the culture around you. But, you know, you look at China, you look at Europe, you know, where, where were those guys in, in inventing, whether you like Facebook or whether you like Twitter, whether you like uh, Elon Musk, whether you like Tesla, I mean, you look at the the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship's dead in Europe. It's dead in China. All they've ever done is copy. And, and, and so you're talking about attacking the very heart and soul of America. Uh, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. And, and, the, and the fact is uh, <clears throat> that we need to, what we need to, we, we're seeing the the re- reemergence. People are tired of this. They're tired of being locked down. This is the individualities of people that you're seeing rise up. You're seeing it all across the country, and now you're seeing them push back on it. And that's what I wanted to talk. One thing that'll launch me into this next subject that I was going to talk about: the G7. Okay, another like globalist, uh, international group brands the Omiricon the biggest threat to global public health before Biden issues a grim warning. Here we go again. Of a winter of illness and death for the unvaccinated. For the unvaccinated, study claims variant is markedly resistant to shots. Okay. Now, isn't that a contradiction right there? He says it's a dark winter or a winter of illness and death for the unvaccinated. But the study claims that the variant is markedly resistant to the shots. The whole point is I don't understand even what we're doing with all this. Because because if you get the shots, you can still get the COVID. And then the, this new variant is markedly resistant to that. So what are they talking about? I mean, I don't think they know what they're talking about, except what they are talking about is money. Hmm. Money, money, money for Pfizer and money, money, money for Modena. And no liability or no responsibility because there's no accountability for anything that they do as long as the FDA approves it. 
All right, let's take Tracy on line one there. Hey, Frank, I know there's lots of people listening, but like me, they were wrapping presents, trying to figure out how they can get first in line at the post office tomorrow. It's not <laughs> it's not Christmas Eve. You don't, you don't wrap presents before Christmas Eve. <laughs> when you mail them, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, since I was never since I was never in the wrapping department in my family, I, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't do that. So I I didn't know that wasn't an issue for you. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't part of that department. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going? What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm fresh from my nap after the Chiefs won last night. I I had to decide to take a little nap today. What a, what a game! Oh, my God. It was great. And so the town is happy. But, uh, yeah, Biden thinks he's Vincent Price and he's going to scare everybody. And Vincent he's, Price. He's... I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep reading more and more in this book by Robert F. Kennedy about Fauci and and uh, reading other articles. And I've, I used to think that the reason they were pushing the vaccine was to make sure they don't have to destroy the ones that, you know, go yeah, out of date. You've but said that before. Now, yeah. I think the, the bigger thing is, for instance, with kids, which it doesn't make sense, except when you realize that if if uh, a parent puts the child, a parent and their doctor put the child on a vaccine regimen, yep. that exempts the vaccine company from medical liability for the kids. So it's so crazy that we should ask kids to sacrifice for old fat people. And, <laughs> it's a crime. And because they are far more at risk to have heart issues and also learning disability issues uh, from being masked and being vaccinated. Uh, and it's just crazy also that hospitals, can't fight the mask mandate, even though these secretly your your doctors will kind of roll their eyes and wink or nod when you ask them, but they can't go on the record about it because uh, I got to turn off a TV in the other room. Hold on, um, hold on. My friend is retiring after 41 years in news. Oh, congratulations! So, that's a big day. Okay, so the doctors can't fight it because. There's nowhere for them to go. The hospitals bought up all of the uh, private practices. So uh, if you want hospital privileges, if, if you're in a big city, now maybe a little doctor who has some courage will fight it. But, you know, you don't have a, another lily pad to go land on. So you just mask up. You want to keep your practice going uh, with your hospital privileges. And they just suck it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but um, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, the truth is, obviously, economics drives some of these decisions that all of us make, and some of us are are put in a very difficult choice to be able to either do what we really believe in versus do what we economically. Uh, have to do in order to either survive or in order to in order or just just to perpetuate whatever lifestyle that we have so it's a very it's a very uh, this is the choice they try to put you in and they try to make it so difficult for you to be able to make a free choice because they use basically economic duress on all of us uh, in one way or another uh, in order to comply and to subordinate and subjugate ourselves to the state. And this is, I mean, it's, it, it's horrible. It's just, it's horrible. And when they talk about this thing with Amiricon, you got to understand, first of all, South Africa, where it started, Amiricon was was basically, or I think I'm saying it right, Amiricon. Omicron. Well, I'm going to call it the Omnicon. <laughs> okay. Because it's No, the, now you sound like Biden. <laughs> well, I'm almost getting as old as he is, but I call it the Omnicon because it's the biggest con because we know that in South Africa, they even they said it was a very mild form of this variant of this disease. And that and yet we're like, you know, setting off all 
This would be like setting off an announcement that we're having a nuclear attack uh, when, you know, somebody's invading Haiti or something, you know? In the middle of a movie theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they got everybody scurrying around. They're closing down the shows again in New York. They stopped the Rockettes, which is a sin in and of itself. Uh, and, 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 they, and they basically are shutting down a number of football games, all kinds of stuff. They're starting this drumbeat again to try to put everybody back in the box so that they all have an excuse for the absolute failed policies of the chaos that's going on, of nothingness that's being done by any of our political parties in Washington, D.C. And I don't only blame the Democrats. What in the heck do the Republicans do? What do they do? Some of them vote along lines of, of, of like Trump, vote, Trump kind of policies. Others abandon ship and they do whatever. And then they like maybe wag their finger at the Democrats. And then the Democrats, they try to pass stuff, but they don't really have their act together. They're split up all the kinds of different ways. So what are these political parties are worth? They're worth nothing. Neither one of them are worth a damn thing. The point Which is, is why we need the convention of states. So yes, if, yes. If, if you want to do something for Christmas and for the world, maybe make a little contribution to them and <laughs> go sign the petition, you know, and talk it up around the dinner table because well, Congress will not reform itself. Well, I just uh, made a bunch of contributions to the local judiciary and uh, I feel I can change the world and my own world and the world of working people a lot more directly. You can, and I love that. And in fact, I wish you would uh, give the name of the website of the woman that you were talking about. She's up, Eva Guzman, Eva Guzman, E-V-A-G-U-Z-M-A-N, Eva Guzman. She's, she's a brilliant, brilliant, she was a, a Texas Supreme Court justice, uh, and also a, a judge and uh, when she was younger. Uh, she's a brilliant lawyer. She's an appellate lawyer, which means that she's a, a, a law lawyer. You know, lawyers have are trial lawyers. Lawyers are, lawyers are different kinds of lawyers. She's an appellate lawyer. It's kind of the higher version of lawyering because you deal just with the legal issues, you see. You don't get into, into, the, into the mud like I do where I live. But 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 she but she she she's an appellate lawyer, and she's very aggressive, very strong, yet very eloquent and very uh, uh, very passionate about the issues. So I encourage you all to check check out the situation uh, with her. And, and and that's smart, Frank, because all politics is local. Yes. you know you've got to support people, and at the very earliest times that's when they need it most and uh good for you well eva guzman is a republican right so i i mean and i support her but in the very in the local judicial elections i've told i've said this a million times before that i support most many many almost all now they're all democrats in harris county texas because because therefore individuals and small businesses they even regardless of what their moniker is in terms of republican or in this case democrat their 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 philosophy is to understand small businesses and individuals which is what the 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 trump uh, philosophy was because he was interested in building back better not better building back america america first uh, building U.S. jobs, making sure that individuals, uh, you know, had jobs, maybe make sure they could pay for their family, make sure that they weren't oppressed by large, you know, corporations, blah, blah, blah. All the, all the, all the Trump kind of concepts are presented to me every day, Tracy, in the context of lawsuits that I handle in the courts in the state of Texas in the district courts, that's the battlefield, okay? It's not the appellate yeah. courts. It's the battlefield where the trials take place. And it's in those places where the individual and small companies get crushed at times. Because if they can't win there, 
They ain't ever going to win when the case goes up on appeal if it does. But if they have a good trial court that will listen to their stories, they will they will have a at least some leverage because they have a judge standing between them and the mega corporations that may be trying to uh, impose their will or mega banks, mega banks. Uh, you know, uh, I've seen mega banks. The same thing. I just say mega as opposed to MAGA. I'm saying <laughs> this is mega. These are these large and, and abusive uh, corporations and banks that have basically tried to crush small businesses, crush Main Street, crush the individual. And this is where the intersect comes. I know. You, I know what your uh, political philosophy is, Tracy. But I'm telling you, there's an intersect. And 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 I I'm, I'm I'm really plead with people to vote not by party but by individuals be, and and think about these issues that I'm talking about because you pull the lever and you just say I'm voting for the Republican judge Th- that Republican judge may be and I have nothing against Exxon I really like Exxon be, uh, because it's a really big sheep and you can shear it a bunch of times but 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 but. But you got Exxon out there. I mean, I mean, the Republican judge may be thinking Exxon, maybe thinking Big Corp Chevron, right. maybe thinking. Here we have we have two. We say that you can either be a conservative Republican or you can be a squish. Right, but and what I say, what I say is 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 with all of that, I say you got to be a populist Republican because because that's where the heart and soul of the party is now, and without that. The Republican Party would be nothing, and the problem is, we don't have yet. Uh, you don't have yet these kind of populist uh, uh, representatives in the Senate. You got more and more in the Congress, but in the Senate, you still got this contingency of the Romnoids and the and the. <laughs> and, well, even Mitch McConnell, he's really a well, squish. Well, I was just gonna say that. Uh, him too, <laughs> you know, the, the turtle, and and so yes. Anyway, turtle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. I appreciate you. And well, Frank, I just want to say one more thing. Sure. Do not be the guy that is wearing, you know, women's lingerie on your face when you fly. Let somebody else get that headline. I wore women's lingerie on my face long before there was any kind of pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but not on United Airlines. That's way too much information. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Let's don't and say we did. You know, you can, you can entertain the idea, you know, as your Christmas wish. But don't be doing that. No, I, I don't want to read I don't. You. I don't do that. Believe me, I don't do that. I, that was a joke when I just said <laughs> Take but care. Merry Christmas. We want a break. Oh, listen, I just want to tell y'all that next week and the week after we won't be on, they're going to be playing music on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So I won't be back until the, after the first of the year after this show tonight. Anyway, I'll, I'll remind y'all at the end of the show again. Thanks, Steve. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays at 3 on The Voice of Texas, AM 700 KSEV. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income in just five payments? You heard that right. In just five payments, you could set up a six-figure retirement cash flow for as long as you live. I'm best-selling author Brett Kitchen with Wealth Beyond Wall Street. And right now, there's a retirement crisis in America because the pension system of old has been raided and destroyed, and Social Security is already running out of money. But most Americans are shocked to find out they would need to save over $2.5 million to have $100,000 income in retirement. A new approach is required to solve this crisis. That's why this revolutionary new five-payment retirement program was released, allowing everyday Americans to use bank money to create a retirement cash flow without relying on Social Security or pensions. Even people who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it accelerates the amount they will have at retirement or it can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're over 50 years old and want to build a bigger, better retirement in just five payments, call 800-358-6868 now to see if you qualify. Plus, as a free bonus, you'll get the six-figure retirement acceleration guide and video. Call 800 358 That's 1-800-358-6868. The hardest part of being a CASA volunteer isn't supporting and guiding a child through foster care. The hardest part 
is deciding to make a difference. Visit becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas Casa. If you're looking for the perfect holiday gift for the whole family, look no further than Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and has all the fits and features to keep your family comfy and cozy. We've got fits for all feet. Arch fit, relaxed fit, wide fit, stretch fit, and more. Because nothing's more comfortable than the perfect fit. And we've got comfort features across our whole line of footwear. Like Max Cushioning, Hyperburst Foam, and Skechers world-famous air-cooled memory foam. Plus, who better than the comfort experts to make the perfect shoes for kids and we make them fun with lights unicorns dinosaurs and more all for an incredible value your holiday dollars go further at sketchers so deck those halls and your family's feet with sketchers the perfect holiday gift find sketchers at a sketchers store sketchers.com or wherever stylish footwear is sold Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancerscreenquiz.com. Ask the experts. Here, local business experts starting with Avatar Home Health and Hospice Care at noon, followed by various fields like estate planning, tax, financial insurance, and more. Sundays, noon to 2, here on AM700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Singing whiskey for my man, beer for my horses. Singing whiskey for my man, beer for my horses. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, give us a call. Let me know what kind of subjects you want to talk about. I mean, my my, my idea here is that. The United States, I mean, we're going into the Christmas season, and the problem is that they're depressing us. I mean, we have had all the, we were told that we weren't going to be able to get Christmas gifts. Oh, okay, the government's the Grinch that stole Christmas. We were told that, you know, there was a supply chain issue. And so, uh, you know, some of that might be real, okay? Some of it might be real, but the rest of it? Come on. How many of you are in business? You make your products scarce, and then what can you do? Raise the price. Raise the price. <laughs> okay. You might have a thousand, uh, whatever they are, uh, Widget, I don't, widgets. widgets. I don't know what the toys are these days because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm too old and I don't really get into toys that way anymore. But whatever the toy is, there might be a thousand of them. In the warehouse, but you say there's a supply chain shortage, and everybody wants one, and then you create a demand. This is not. This is like economic capitalist economics 101, and, <clears throat> and so my point to you is, uh, let's just live and let live. Let's just go. Let's just enjoy our country. Let's try to enjoy this season. Let's try to enjoy, regardless of what your religion is or whatever your persuasion is, races or sexual preference, whatever. Let's enjoy the joy of a season that's called Christmas, okay? And because it, it, it reaches out and touches all of us, and, and we need to be able to enjoy it and not let the government... This nameless, faceless government, and they try to become even more faceless by wearing the masks, uh, 
destroy the joy that we experience and that we do as neighbors and friends and community in Christmas. Uh, what do you have to say about that, friends? That's exactly right. I mean, you can take the next two weeks, turn the TV yeah. off, stop reading the paper, uh, and turn it back on. You'll still have more chaos. So if they if they're not, they haven't invented some new stuff, they'll be discussing the old stuff. They're trying to depress us in order so that they can control us. And and this is I mean this is the whole this is the whole problem what I was talking about with these psyops operations, this is not this is not by accident, and I saw this week where they came out and they were confirming that the Wuhan virus of course started in a lab, duh, we figured that out about a year ago, we figured that out and it was with the help of uh, Dr. Fauchoid and it was also with the help of. Uh, Help of uh, you know uh, Galveston and te- uh, UTMB and uh, the Peking Duck, Doctor LeDuck. Uh, you know the, all these guys were like you know enamored in worshiping of Wuhan. I mean, they ha- I, I saw where there was recently a escape of a of, of I think a pathogen of some kind, not not nearly like COVID, but from a lab. In uh, Taiwan, mm. it was, a, but it was a bio level three lab. I mean, these things might happen, but the point is, Taiwan was transparent about it immediately, and it didn't get to be any kind of pandemic or anything like this. This whole thing here with this pandemic is like, I talked to somebody today, and I said, I think the people that have gotten vaccinated are creating the variants, which are creating all this shedding of of the COVID to everybody else. So, I mean, they've created this cycle. Now, of course, we I saw something else today which caught my eye. Y'all call me if you want it, 281-558-5738. Uh, I saw where, I saw where the FDA had approved uh, abortion pills mm. to be able to be ordered online uh, you know, with and basically mailed. telemedicine. If you talk to a doctor, telemedicine, and then they'll mail you abortion pills, okay? Now, again, without getting into the pros and cons of pro-life, pro-choice, and all the rest, I mean, rationally, does anybody really believe that it's a good idea to be able to have people call up and order abortion pills online, I mean, telephonically by, you know, an interview with a doctor on on a telephone and then they authorize an abortion pill? Is that where we've gotten to? Abortion is not supposed to be a birth control method. I mean, you know, abortion was, was kind of a mo- most extreme method uh, to be dealt with in circumstances of uh, that people uh, find themselves in dire straits, essentially. But if we make if we make abortion nothing more than a than a birth control method with pills, what does that say about our society without any checks and balances on the dissemination of essentially a a a, a pill that terminates potentially life. I, I don't know what kind of moral basis our society can stand on in that circumstance. And again, without I, I'm not judging pro-life, pro-choice, because I've had that debate back and forth. This will be judged in a higher court than the U.S. Supreme Court, those issues. But certainly dispensing. So why don't they dispense pills when people have... Uh, a terminal illness and they want to die. Let's just do that. You can call up online and say, look, I've got a terminal illness. It's terribly painful. It's debilitating. I'm depressed. I, I, don't, I really don't want to live anymore. Uh, Dr. Kevorkian, send me some pills that I can pass. And I, you can, I'll pick them up. Uh, maybe I can get them on Amazon Pharmacy or something. Maybe if that's the way we're going to go, it, I think either in the in the end of life or the beginning of life, if we do that kind of thing, we are basically again 
de dehumanizing the human, uh, and we are basically uh, abandoning any moral principles that this country was founded on. What do you think, Francis? I, I think part of the groundswell of the confusion out there is the, is the nonstop contradictions. How can you have this Omicron? I mean, everybody, you know, we got to go get vaccinated because we got to preserve life. We got to protect life. We got to protect people. We were going to turn around and say, we're going to make it much, much easier to terminate life. I mean, you know, it's, a, it's the same. We hear these walking contradictions that, you know, get vaccinated, but it's not going to help you against the new variants. Uh, okay, what's the point? What's the point of, of all of this gobbledygook discussion that we hear? And then and they wonder why Americans are upset. They're frustrated. They, they, you know, have governments lost all confidence. You know, part of the ridiculous uh, popularity ratings of, of Biden is just the disgust of Americans and the double talk. It exactly. just is nonstop. And this is another example. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that it's going to be a very interesting circumstance here where we got, I mean, I don't know who's going to, it's going to be an interesting circumstance that we don't know who's going to run for office. I mean, the truth is, uh, you got Biden, you got Kamala, and Kamala is 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 not a step up from, from Joe. She would be a step back, in my opinion. And then you got Pete Buttigieg there. I mean, and he's not a, he's not a leader in terms of leading the country. And so <clears throat> it's a very, very difficult and sad circumstance right now for the country. And the truth of the matter is, uh, the best thing that we can hope for, because uh, uh, Biden has four years, we can hope that he maintains his health and he maintains some semblance of himself and we, he maintains some semblance of the old Joe Biden, which was basically a, you know, moderate Democrat. You see it every once in a while, but then he gets pulled by his handlers into more extreme positions. And, and so, you know, that's the reason why you see this uh, lockstep in, in, uh, in Washington. Anyway, all I want to tell you is you all have a Merry Christmas. You all have a Happy New Year. And uh, frankly talking, we'll be back after the first of the year, whatever that Friday is after, uh, after the New Year's weekend. But next weekend... And the, and the following weekend, I mean, the following Friday, the next two Fridays uh, on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, they're going to be playing music, and I'm sure you'll be glad not to have to listen to Frankly Talking. Thank you. Happy, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. You are listening to Frankly Talking here on 700 AM KSEV. Listen us next week, like every Friday at 6 p.m. on Frankly Talking, a radio show for Texas with your host, Frank Spagnoletti.